And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Strategy and the Virtual Controller. As you'll notice, a little bit congested. Um, I've taken a, a couple of COVID tests already this week and they've all come back negative. So um, I think it's just the common cold, which I haven't had for quite some time. Um, anyway, um, enough about me. I'm Damien Greathead sitting in uh, sitting in Sydney. It's a rainy day here. My co-host Penny Breslin's in San Diego. Penny, hopefully you're faring a little bit better than I am. Um, no, we have, even though it's April, we've got May Gray. And Already? Like, yeah, I do. I grew up in Boston. I like kind of rainy spring days like this. So it's, it's all good with me. I like it. Yeah, it's quite oh, it's quite miserable. You might actually be able to hear the rain in the background, and we've been having um quite epic rainfall and and quite biblical uh, rainfall. So it's um the the ground and everything is already sodden. So I'd imagine some more flooding is on the way. Thankfully, we're on the hill, so we watch all the water um rush on by. But um yeah, nothing just nothing dries out, and everything's just damp, which is um. Anyway, that's not the topic of today's conversation, I don't think. Uh, but um, as you said, we're, we're in April. Well, well, we just kicked off April. Tax season draws to a close, April 15. Um, rightfully so. A lot of practitioners will, will take some time to, to relax and, and recover. But often what I see, Penny, is that relax and recover probably takes a little bit longer than not that, that it should, but it takes a little bit longer and we slow down and then all of a sudden we're into summer, into school holidays and before we know it, we're back into another tax season and we haven't really made any sort of any of those changes in our firm that that were causing us headaches and frustrations during tax season. So I thought today might be a really good uh, opportunity for us to discuss an after-tax season review and, and give listeners a couple of ideas to what they can do when they get back in in the saddle, so to speak, first first week, second week of May, what are some things that they can be doing in May to get a start on this change? Because we're all about how do we we move away from same as last year, but for us to do that, we've we've got to identify areas that we want to change. And and I think in an after tax season review is a really good place to start. What do you think? I think it's a great idea, not only for tax firms, but for bookkeeping firms. And the bookkeeping firms could probably start that now. Yep. The corporate taxes are already done. Um, we have uh, a couple of clients that do do that. And, so, and we know they do it for a couple of reasons. One is we'll get, starting in June, we'll get new procedures. Uh, new updates on how we're going to do stuff or on new applications that we're going to be working in. But um, I have one uh, client that uh, it's interesting the way she does it. You actually interviewed her on here. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, a great episode, actually, folks. So go back into the the archive and have a look for the uh, special guest episode with Rachel. Yeah, she does that. With her team, um, now she takes them on holiday. Um, she She's going to do her vacation, I know, because she's she's told me, well, you know, when you're in Orlando at Scaling, you could do you could stay at my house because it's, you know, just up the road. And uh, I won't be there. I'm going to be in Hawaii because I'm going to be on my vacation. But uh, she will take her team to a very nice destination and they will spend the week. And two hours of every day of that week, they have team meetings. 
and they go through the clients, how they approach them, how they like them, whether or not they want to keep them. They go through the applications that they use with the clients. How well was that working? What's not working? What might we need to look for uh, to add to the tech stack? And then they go through their internal uh, procedures. Um, and every year they have, they, they, they'll pick out two or three things that they need to focus on. Um, and then they'll do these shows, uh, these, the AICPA show, Scaling New Heights. I know because we're going to a couple of them with them. Um, and they're going to Digital Bookkeeper Conference this year. And then um, they will, that way, when they, before they get out to the show, they know what they need to pay attention to. They, they're they going to hear everything, but they're going to be looking specifically for certain things. And um, then they'll come back. And from that week of fun, and it is fun because I, I got to do a few of them with them. Uh, and um, they're ready to go and, they're, and they're, they're excited because everyone was heard. Everybody was listened to during that time. And everybody's pain and happiness was brought out so that they could see what's working and what's not working. And at which level in the firm, the, the tax CPAs obviously have their, their side of it. And then the bookkeeping managers have their side of it. And the administrative staff has their side. So she's got all of them there. And uh, they, they, they come up with some really good stuff. And um, the nice thing about it is that means they're always working in their business. But they know that they have to set specific time aside. So... They've, they've gotten very used to just making a notation while they're working that that's something I need to pay attention to during that week and bring up during that week. And uh, so I and think you've it, always been a big fan of that penny where you, and I'm not very good at it, I must admit, I, I scribble it down on a piece of paper and, and, then, and then I find it three months later, whereas you're very good at putting it into, into the system that, and says, remind me in a month about, once I'm out of busy season, remind me about workflow remind me about particular client or something along those lines you're very good at that and yeah, i just have well, pieces of paper i got these multiple screens so i keep that work tasking workflow open yep and so, so it's come up i'll just i'll just make i'll do my daily notes and then i could just say remind me about this uh well for me it's gonna be may 1st because april 15th I'm taking a vacation too. Lovely. <laughs> but it's not where I want to pay attention to anything other than a, a good book and maybe a joint. A spicy margarita. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but a joint wouldn't be bad. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you just, I, I don't want it bugging me. I know it's got to be taken care of. It's something I worked through. I got through it, but I don't want to have to do that again. So I'll make a note to go back and look at how, what is it that I, have to do is it a technology issue do i have to look at different technology or an app i do for like one client um where we're, we're using a cash flow app for them that they don't like 
And so they want us to look at a different one. Um, or is it a uh, communications thing? Um, uh, I just got off the phone this morning with a client that, uh, and this isn't a CPA client or a bookkeeping client. This is a direct business. And it was how she is capturing her source, source documents. Uh, an application that she was using isn't working very well anymore. And um, she was getting kind of confused on some stuff. And she, she said, I feel really bad because I've taken a lot of your time. And I said, no, don't worry about that. I said, I'm, I'm capturing everything that you have in a frustration with. And over the next two months, I'll come up with another solution. How's that? She goes, okay. You know, so I just put it in my uh, tasking application while she was on the Zoom and set it to show uh, pop up to me in May to find a solution for her. Um, Fantastic. So, I, and, and I remember a, a couple of episodes ago, we did talk about that as well as, look, it's, and back then it was January and it's now's not the time to try and fix X, Y, and Z, but just put it, put it, put a note and put a reminder so that it'll pop up come May 1st when you're back online and, and you can give it your full attention. But I do want to go back to, um, to Rachel's situation and, and, because what I think you did there, Penny, was you actually just created a really nice agenda for listeners of, of firms of all sizes. And I, and I think that's important as well. Rachel's what, seven people, eight people, her firm? Oh, she's in two states. Um, she's got four with me. One, two. I'm, I'm trying to count all the admin staff too. Okay. Three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, plus my four. Yeah. Okay. So, so whether you're a, a, a one or two, three person firm, a, an eight person firm, a twenty five person firm, a really nice agenda there for this after tax review. Where, and I, I wrote them down. We we spend some time on the clients. Who do we like? Who's a problem child that we can either fix? And okay, and actually. Right Go back, go back to that episode because she, she, Rachel has a great way of f- fixing clients. I say that in inverted commas. Um, so fix or, or who do we have to make some tough decisions about? Uh, then it's on to the, the technology, the apps, the good, the bad and, uh, and ugly. With one tax season or with a couple of months of, of, of bookkeeping um, under our belt now, are the apps doing what they promised um again is it a a training issue or do we need to to review and get rid of some and identify some gaps so we had clients apps internal procedures two to three areas to focus on Uh, and then what events are we actually going to go to to learn about these particular areas so um i think that's a really great agenda for an after-tax season review i think and, and as you said, Rachel does it over five days, two hours each day. That's that's amazing. But again, I think over two and a half days, you could um, take the team. You may not need to go to an exotic location, but you might be able, I, I would recommend get out of the office, get, um, you know, a, a local restaurant, probably have a meeting room or a, or a local hotel, um, have meeting rooms, go somewhere, somewhere different outside the office and talk through these exact things. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because, well, when I go with her, I've done this in a few different um, destination locations with her. And, and the first time I did it, I'm going, uh, 
we've been here for a day and uh, when are we going to have a meeting? And Rachel looked at me and she goes, Penny, sit down. Don't worry. Just listen. And I realized that there are designated times where they go up. And I wasn't in all of those designated times because some of that stuff was stuff I didn't need to be involved in. But they also just talk during the day. And they'll just be chit-chatting, being social with each other. And then all of a sudden, something will come out. Somebody will pull out a a pen and paper, jot that down. So when they get into that two hours, that might be added to it. So there's a lot of uh, relaxation and getting away and getting yourself out of a space and into a totally different space and relaxing sometimes really gets the the mind juices flowing. So um, it, it works out very well. And I've done this. I've watched her do it now three or four times and uh, with her team. And, I, and um, I've been in, you know, day meetings in other people's offices. And I could tell you that she does fairly well. She doesn't have any turnover <laughs> on employees and, um, and uh, her clients are very happy. So. Yeah, that she's, she's definitely doing a, a lot of things right. But I think also the other side of it is she's she is working with intention and that's what we've been talking about on the podcast is being very intentional about the, 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 the team that you bring on, the roles that they do, the clients that you work with, the services that you provide. That didn't happen overnight. Um, and that's been a process. And I, I think hopefully if, if folks are sort of sitting listening to today's episode um you don't have to change the entire business overnight and and if you try to change too many things in your business you'll you'll probably end up um frustrated and and uh, and spinning your wheels and and just end up doing the same as last year so take some time um enjoy your your vacation enjoy your holiday um and then just think about what are the two or three things that I want to focus on this year? Because if you can identify those in, in May, it's going to help you identify what events you want to go to and, and what areas that you want to learn about. I think it's just going to give you a lot more focus as you go through spring and summer and be in a much better position in, uh, in September, October, when, when the sort of the tax uh, extension season happens and, and then undoubtedly when the next tax season um, comes along. Because it's going to be here. Well, yeah. it's going to start again yeah. with all the extensions. We know it's going to start in September. Um, yeah. yeah. And the other thing too is you've got a little bit of ahead of a time if you do have to change your technology or you do have to change a procedure for a client. You have the, the time when it's not the busy season, which has been yeah. nonstop for the last few years, to either spend time learning and implementing and then integrating that technology. And I don't mean necessarily an API integration to another tech stack, but just integrating it into your company workflow. And then you also have the time when it's not critical to spend with the client to onboard them to this technology if it's a client-facing one. So, um, you know, it's it's better to do it as, as, as tight as everybody gets. You know, I see a lot of things like, well, I know we'll slow down a little bit on the amount of workload we're going to get in uh, June, July, and August. 
The thing is, the businesses don't slow down. No. They don't. And um, it's a good time to uh, implement changes with those companies um, to make sure that when September or October or ta-da, ta-da, January starts again, mm-hmm. like, you know, why not start in August going through that 1099 uh, report? Why do you wait until everybody? When somebody once told me, well, the reason we wait is because the tax 1099 or what, whatever software we're using, it's not ready to implement yet. Excuse me? The people are spending the money now. Yeah. <laughs> the checks are going out and getting cash. You could be collecting the data. You know with the data, you know the data you have to collect. You just know it. But yeah, well, you put the data it's, that. Like, it's January 10th and we're gonna get started. Yeah. <laughs> because you've been so flipping. Okay, where's my quarter job? You've been so and busy for the last, you know, why didn't you start this in the summer when it's not so busy? Yeah, and 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 again, you don't have to change everything in the business, but th- there's a couple of things that you could just get some systems, get some processes up and running. As you said, 1099, start collecting that data. There's no, <laughs> yeah, as you start collecting the data now. Um, yeah, yeah. So come January when the software is ready, um, it's a, it's a, a transfer process rather than a collection processing and population it's it's just transferring it from from one um location into the into the final destination and and get your clients to start doing it i mean yeah. and i know it's hard and god I, I have enough clients that i know it's a goddamn pain in the neck but um it's got to be done and I if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have to start, I might I'd rather start it where I have maybe okay, I got fifteen minutes today, it's on my to-do list. I just reoccur the task every day. And I'm yep. gonna do fifteen minutes of that today. So that when it comes January, you know, it's kinda like, you know, laundry <laughs> to a load of day. And, then, yeah, and that's the thing, yeah. You you make it you make it that regular recurring task. So rather than this massive um uh, behemoth in January when you've got everything else going on. Um, but I think also, you, you know, like you, you probably, listeners have probably implemented apps in, in October, November, December. There may be a, a new workflow, probably not getting as much out of it as you anticipated. So now's the time to say, righto, what, what's the technology? What do we need to get more training on? Get that booked in with the suppliers because I... <laughs> I can almost guarantee you every single technology provider, if you were to give them a call in May and say, um, Damien, we'd like to book out, book our team in for some training just to make sure we're getting the most out of, out of this. They will, first of all, fall off their chair, but they will (laughs) bend over backwards to, to, to help you get the most out of the technology using it, your clients using it, et cetera. So identify what are the couple of apps that you really want to nail this year um, that you've already got, or alternatively, any gaps that you've got? Because um, you, you might be able to run systems concurrently over um, June and July, just to see how you like them, June, July, August, and then you can make that decision in September rather than sort of rushing a decision in <laughs> um, the, the, the week after Thanksgiving 
uh, and then and trying to implement a new more, piece of technology. You're going to get more buy-in from your staff. Yeah. When you're doing it and giving them the breathing space to learn something rather than, you know, implementing it. You know, I went to all these shows. Shows are over in November. Okay, now let's make a decision. We saw everything. Yeah, you know what? You're going to see everything in one show. These things yeah. are kind of incestuous, you know, the same speakers. The same <laughs> so um, you're going to, you, you, not, you know, anything that's going to be new this year is going to be coming out this spring and summer. Yeah. So, um, and get, get it started. Don't wait. Don't wait. And, and, um, and, and actually, for God's sakes, please don't use Excel as your workflow. And give it to your team. So rather than this being on your shoulders, give it to your team to say, righto, what apps did we like, didn't we like? And then have them go through the assessment process and, and get them involved in that. In that, Take them to the conferences and, um, and, and get them involved in the decision-making. Uh, the implementation and the training will, will be infinitely better if they're involved from the get-go. Oh, absolutely, because when you get buy-in from them, they're going to use it. The, I, I see this a lot, a lot of good, good apps out there. And then somebody go, well, you know, it didn't really work for us. I'm not sure. And then well, could we, could we, could we just take a look at the way you're running it? Yeah. You didn't really use it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait yeah. a minute. You've got, you've got one user on it and oh, literally did see this one person in the office using this really nice workflow system and everybody just telling her what to set up and then telling her when they did it and then asking her, what do I do next? <laughs> I've seen who's the goddamn idiot in the room, you know? Uh, I've seen it happen though. And it's, it's sad. It's sad because you know, it's a good product. Um, and, and then, uh, what happens is you, you end up, there's that company true bill that tells you how many things you're buying online because SAS is everything now. So how oh, yeah. many recurring payments? And look at it. Are you paying for something that you're not using? And then you get angry and you don't use it and you might not look at something else. Instead, look at, I can guarantee you that everything out there is usable. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't be out there in the market. So what is it that's not working? Is it the app or is it you and your team? And, and I think also um, just because an app doesn't have a very specific report or, or whatever, it probably has 95% of everything that you need, but because it doesn't have this one thing, it's, it's immediately discounted or, or, or sort of cast aside. And oh, I yeah. Think, yes. I, 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 I see that a lot. And like, well, I, I don't it's really, like, I don't really like the reporting like in it. That. I don't like the reports. And I'm going, how would you know if you don't like the reports? You haven't reconciled any of these books for the last two quarters. So don't tell me you're in there making reports. You're pulling this stuff out of your ass anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Feature of it, is it worth anything? That's that's bogus bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, but it's just so funny though, because I even remember this when we were, uh, thankfully we're having less and less conversations about desktop versus cloud, but I remember talking with one firm and, and he was, oh, Damien, I can't go to QuickBooks online because, you know, my constru- doesn't work for my construction clients. And I was like, Stan, how many construction clients do you have? 
And he was like, oh, about three. And I said, how many small business clients have you got? Oh, about 140. And I was like, Stan, you're making, you're making a decision on the, based on the minority of your clients rather than the opportunity in the 140. And thankfully it was a bit of a light bulb moment, but I, I think Penny, we, we make these decisions with the wrong p- paradigm, with the wrong yeah, mindset. We're making it from a standpoint of a negative aspect of our business. We're looking at a negative thing in our business that's not working, and I'm going to make a judgment call on that instead yeah. of looking at what things are working and what could we make work better, right? Because now I'm making the decision based on a positive aspect in my business. And then maybe I'd be a little bit more understanding of the fact that maybe those three construction clients are not even clients we should be working with because that's not our forte. Yeah, yeah. And they're not good clients, and you're not right. making any money on them. I really like the way you said that. Let, let's make, let's make, let's, our decision making has to come from a, a, a positive perspective, not that negative perspective. Well, it doesn't work for this client. And I'm like, well, hang on. Yeah. Is that client actually holding us back? Or is this client a strategic, um, that, and what we want to focus on? Then absolutely. Yeah, sure. Cause I've gone out to shows looking for an answer for a specific client. Because that client is strategic and they specifically need this function taken care of. That's different. But the reason I'm going out there is because it's a positive thing because they are a strategic client. And it is important for me to do that. But when I just go up to an app and go, oh, wow, this is really good. But you know what? It doesn't do that. It's like, (laughs) you know what? Meatloaf. And I won't do that. You know, uh, <laughs> the song. I'm sorry, but you know, then you then you're only looking at things from a negative standpoint, and um, you're never going to find anything that works 100. percent So I can either get 80 percent of my work done, and or I can get none of my work done because yeah. I'm so damn busy dissing everything out of there because of the one thing it doesn't do. Well, also, I'm so damn busy, most likely being distracted by distracted by shiny objects and fighting fires because I haven't gone about um, the building the business with, with that intention that we've been talking about. I don't have a plan, like, and even the, the sort of as we are talking about events and conferences. I know a ton of people that go to an event and conference with no, with no plan. And so basically they talk to everyone and they, they, they basically, they, they don't achieve anything because they haven't actually gone into the event with a plan of the areas that we want to focus on, the apps that we want, the, the technology that we need to solve for the, the clients that we're thinking about. There's no real, there's no real planning around that. And I think, now is a well sorry not now but sort of once we come back from our our vacation in may really good opportunity to think about what are the two or three things we want to focus on this year let's nail them and then we'll move on to the next thing yeah because each of these uh uh, each of these conferences tend to have tracks anyways Mm. i mean you can't you can't go in there uh and and get everything um so focus on what you can do this year um, you know, I mean, think about it. If you could, if you could increase productivity um, with a lot less strain, 
I mean, everybody can increase productivity because you're turning away clients at this point. Everybody yeah. wants bookkeepers now and accountants. But really, I mean, if you if you want to increase your quality of life, if you want to make sure that the people that you have working for you stay working for you, if you like them, um, you know what? Give them the tools so that they can have that work-life balance that they so desperately want. And, you know, everybody's a little bit tired and everybody's a little bit edgy because none of us have had a decent work-life balance because all of a sudden work became home and home became work. So yeah. give them that opportunity. And if you could give them 10% a day of that, is that worth it? Is that employee worth it? Is keeping that employee worth it? I don't know. If, if keeping your sanity... <laughs> Yeah, sure. Why not? But it takes it takes a, a mindset to, to, to think about it ahead of time, to not just go in there off the cuff and do it. And then when you're going in off the cuff, not you end up thinking about the one thing that it didn't that didn't work. And now we got a negative mindset. And it's, I, I hear him. I can't believe I'm saying this stuff because it's kind of it's kind of stuff. One of my best friends, she she's a spiritual healer. You know, I live in Encinitas, Yogaville. And sometimes I go, I all roll my eyes at her. And I can't imagine that people aren't rolling their eyes at me because I can't believe I'm saying this stuff. But if you don't have a positive mindset when you go out there, it's just going to be a really, really, it's going to be another year like last year. Yeah, it's going to be miserable. And your team's going to be miserable. And oh, as we've seen, yeah, yeah, they're going to go away because. Somewhere else. Because, yeah, because we, we, in the last two years, we've seen that we can work from anywhere and virtual firms are growing incredibly rapidly and they're recruiting across the country. Um, and I think as an accountant and a bookkeeper, good quality accountants and bookkeepers, they're quite like unicorns. And so they, they will be um, lured away very easily. So that negative mindset, I, I think is, I think it's just destructive. And, and I think, how do we get out of that? Um, I think one way in which we can get out of it is is just having that focus to say, I don't need to change the world, but this year I want to change these two things and, and be okay with that and work towards that and then give yourself a pat on the back because you have implemented a really robust workflow that just helps organize all of your tasks. Team knows what they're working on. I'm just using workflow as one, as one example, but... If, if you can achieve one or two things, improvements in your firm, as a result of this focus and intention, it's going to change that, that dynamic in the firm quite dramatically. And I think it gives the people that work for you um, a reason to see a vision for the future. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you, if you run everything off the cuff and you run everything off the negative, then you, you're running a business that doesn't feel like it's going to be here forever. So why should I be here? Yeah. Um, but if you do things with purpose and you involve everybody in it, then there's a vision that everybody shares on. Now, and it's something that you can't just do once. You do have to revisit that constantly. Yeah. Um, you do it like a, a pulse check. Where yeah. are we at on that vision? Put it up on the wall. Where are we? Are we hitting it? Are you, are you happy with where it's going? Did this come out the way we expected it to? And if it didn't, what what do you think the reason is that it didn't come out? And was it the technology? Was it the people? Was it the process? Oh, and and what was it the was it the vision? Does that need to be adjusted and iterated? And no. and, and that's because that's I, I see a lot of firms do 
do that. And maybe this is a whole nother episode, but they, they put it up on the wall and never review it, never go back to it. And, and no, so maybe that's part of it as well. You know, and about halfway through the year, it just starts sagging and one corner just kind of curls over it. Sure. Then all of a sudden the vision, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Well, Penny, I think that's a really good place to, to leave today's episode. Um, I, I really enjoyed that one actually, in terms of after tax season review and, and hopefully um, listeners are thinking, if, if you are listening and, and you're thinking, I've got to do this, do as Penny does, open up your task management, set, uh, open up your calendar, put some time aside now in May um, and set some time aside to like, build agenda, um, invite the team. So set those tasks now and then forget about it. Um, get on with tax season and then get on to vacation and rest and recovery uh, and then come back and, and do this uh, do this session. Penny, you're speaking at the Accounting Web um, Summit in San Diego, yes. is that right? San Diego in May 9th through 12th. I'm speaking at the Accounting Business Expo in Sydney at the end of April, 28, 29, I think. I feel like Bill Maher um, sort of come and see us live at, <laughs> at these particular events. But um, but if you are going along, make sure you make sure you do come up and say hello and, and let us know that you are listening to the podcast. Penny, I know you've got to get on another call, as do I, but um, have a wonderful day and we'll see you next week. Thank you. You have a good one.